What is going on, guys? We are the Little Kings. My name is Ryan, aka No Mercy Merc. And my name is also Ryan, aka Penguin Monster. This week on the Little Kings podcast, we talk about the popular streamer Deller. Seems to be a changed man. I guess Twitch thinks so too. His van has been reversed. And then we get into some controversial Discord submitted topics. First, we give our thoughts on cancel culture. And then what do we think about children being used in content creation? Well, let's get into it. I know that within our podcast, there's been a lot of talks about Twitch bans and all of that stuff going on in the Twitchiverse. I don't know if that's what they call it, but Twitchiverse. They do now. And um, just today announced that, I don't know if you know him, but Deller Not was a all. very popular streamer on Twitch a while back, and he was actually permanently banned for they indicated it as uh, they it fell under the lines of like self-harm but also like just over aggression he had this reputation of always breaking a keyboard and one time he took it too far and he like slammed it on his head multiple times oh so he permanently got banned from it i think i may have seen clips of the keyboard breaking unless that's just like a popular thing in general which also i he did it a lot. I know he would go through like tons of keyboards a month and stuff like that. Crazy okay. stuff. But so he was permanently banned from Twitch while back. While uh-huh. back. So he switched to YouTube streaming and he's been streaming there. He's gained a good following. He's averaging like 10,000 viewers or something, which he's, is phenomenal. 10,000 is awesome. Is he still breaking keyboards? So that's the thing. Oh. So um, he's gone to therapy he's done everything in his power to get himself to be more controlled a better person all sorts of stuff yeah good for him exactly exactly and with the recent shutdown of mixer um there were a lot of mixer streamers who were banned from twitch that twitch actually reversed their ban on permanent bans because they forgave them for what they did Oh, interesting. I don't know if you knew that, but there was like this one big petition about this girl streamer who got wrongfully banned in everyone else's eyes that they actually reversed her permanent ban. Okay. So she was able to stream on Twitch. So once all that started happening, Deller posted like basically like I'd love to come back to Twitch. So like he's been posting about this for like two, three months now. And all his following is like look he's a better man now like he's changed stuff like that and today his account was officially unbanned oh interesting okay yeah so i i'm interested to see what he does yeah so there's not been a stream yet it was just announced today yes it was just announced today he hasn't streamed live on twitch or youtube at this point so i'm interested to see if like was his YouTube success enough for, to have him stay on YouTube? But now he has the freedom to play with whoever he wants. Sure. Which could have been his whole motive behind all of it. He could have been saying, oh, I'd love to come back to Twitch, you know, but like 
he's not exclusive with anyone, so he can do whatever he wants. Oh, see, yeah, that, I was going to ask that. So there's no exclusivity contract as of yet. Mm. No. Obviously, YouTube kind of had him because Twitch was not letting him on there anyways. Um, yeah. But now that he's gained kind of a following over there, you're right. He's got some leverage in terms of no negotiations. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, and so... I was actually seeing all of his fans basically tweeting at him saying like, don't do it, man. Like, don't go back to Twitch. Like it takes one bad day. Like you're already on their radar. It takes one bad day for it to be all be gone again. Mm. So like Twitch, you have a good standing with right now. You've done nothing wrong there. Like you're in a good place with YouTube. So like, yeah, with YouTube. Yeah. Right. So I thought it was really interesting that like majority of his people like him on YouTube, love well, him on YouTube, prefer him on YouTube. Yeah. I wonder how much of his audience is net new over on YouTube. Is net new? As in like was not a follower on Twitch before. Oh, yes. Okay. So you're wondering how many people actually followed him from Twitch to YouTube yeah, like and how, how many people are brand new YouTube? Yeah, that kind of is a more interesting, like, broad question there. How many people do you think exclusively watch YouTube live streaming that don't also watch on Twitch? Because I know there's, I, there's plenty of people who are the opposite, right? Like, they only watch their live streaming content on Twitch. I wonder if there's any kind of portion of the YouTube live streaming views that come from exclusive viewers? That's a really good question. I would think the percentage is pretty low, meaning that there's a lot of crossover from YouTube to Twitch, but not as much from Twitch to YouTube. Right. For streaming content, obviously. Obviously. On YouTube. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, I wonder if that statistics out there. It I don't know. Probably is it maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I did see today that uh, I don't know where I saw it. It was probably a tweet or something. YouTube is the second most watched website by far. Um, first being Netflix. Uh, hmm. And actually, I, I even thought to me that was a little strange. I even thought maybe YouTube would be first. Um, I, I would think that too. But no, it's it's not. It's It's second to Netflix. But both of them are like giants compared to even the the third platform. And I forget what the third platform was. Is it like Vimeo? <laughs> It'd probably be Twitch, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does does Reddit count? In that? Well, Reddit statistic? doesn't have original content, right? Like it's all links to other places. So usually it'll be like if you post on r slash videos, Usually that's linking to a YouTube video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that makes sense. I guess you could okay. I guess maybe you could look at like embedded video views um, mm -hmm. to see like if it was watched on the Reddit platform. But I think those views ultimately still count for YouTube. Hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So that's interesting. I am surprised by Netflix and YouTube because I would think even YouTube being free, yeah, percent free would boost it up. So I I thought about that a little as I was looking at it because I was like, definitely personally, I watch way more YouTube 
than Netflix. Um, mm. But then I thought about older generations, um, and I think their YouTube usage is primarily specific things that they're looking up. Uh, like they're they're going on a search engine. They're not so much following certain creators. Um, mm. And I think Netflix is much more similar to uh, cable TV and regular movies and more quote unquote mainstream, really old technologies. Um, and I think it's kind of a, a natural movement for a lot of older folks. I would think mm -hmm. our generation and below would watch YouTube more. Um, hmm. but, but, but we also watch Netflix. So I think Netflix gets us and like older folks. Like I personally, at least this is obviously anecdotal because I'm just going off of me and my family. But like in my family, my parents and grandparents all watch Netflix, but none of them watch YouTube. Whereas mm -hmm. me and like my sister, we watch a ton of YouTube, but we also watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. Well, so I wonder how much the Netflix number is actually skewed by people just running Netflix in the background. Because like I know our household does mm -hmm. that a lot where we'll just put on the office while we're doing like other things around the house. Whereas like any YouTube video I watch, I actively watch it. Oh, I'm because I'm I clicked on it because I want to watch it. I'm I'm not watch, the same. Do you watch long term like long what's it called? I watch like form? a lot of podcasts and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Like when I I don't. If I if I so sometimes I fall asleep in my bed like a normal person. Uh but a lot of the time I fall asleep on the couch first and then move over to my bed. Uh, mm. And if I'm falling asleep on the couch, it's on YouTube with autoplay on, uh, usually watching some sort of long form content, whether it's a podcast, mm. a video documentary, something like that. And then at some point, I'll inevitably fall asleep and then I'll wake up watching something completely different from what I was watching when I went to bed. Hmm. So, but, but I, I think obviously that's anecdotal again. And I think you're probably right in terms of the majority of YouTube usage would be like focused viewing and not so mm -hmm. much. I mean, they have autoplay for a reason. I'm sure there's plenty of videos that get views from that. Um, but you're right. I think it's more focused watching and listening. Mm -hmm. Cause I know if a video is over 15 minutes long, I won't watch it unless I know the content creator. So like I'm very short form. Mm. Like if you have a crappy thumbnail, but your video is only two minutes long, I, I'll probably watch it like because <laughs> you're not going to take that much time away from me, but I might still yeah. be interested in like the title or whatever. So it's like I'm very short term. That's interesting. Short, I, short form. Yeah, I feel like that was more old YouTube where mm -hmm that was what was pushed that type of content but now all the algorithms and stuff are more based on overall watch time so a lot mm -hmm. of creators are making more long form content to fit that um actually they got in a little bit of uh hot water uh, was it, it was either over the weekend or last week it wasn't like a crazy thing but they put out a tweet that said like you, you know the the meme where it's like no one 
absolutely no one and then something yeah mm-hmm. so they said no one absolutely no one youtube creators starting their content after 15 minutes of intro <laughs> which is like <laughs> which is actually kind of a funny joke um but they got into hot water because people were like they're doing this because of your algorithms and the way that you push content type of thing. Mm-hmm. So they ended up taking it down and apologizing for that. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> they definitely push longer form content now. Um, and I, I guess because I treat YouTube more like normal TV now, I, I usually watch long. I mean, it's a mixture. I also use the uh, add to queue feature a lot. Oh, me too. Yeah. I do that a lot. I used yeah. to open like 50 tabs and then I was like, oh, wait, you can just hit that button and then it'll make a cue. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I was going to say you should queue up one of our videos while you're uh, dozing off on the couch so that once the one you're watching is done, we can get uh, more watch time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anybody listening? Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Yeah. The little kings, you can watch us actively or in the background. It helps us either way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So speaking of watching and viewing, uh, the people who view this podcast and are like active, active viewers, ones who participate in our Discord server, uh, which, by the way, link down below on YouTube, links everywhere. Even if you're listening on audio, it'll be in the description. Um, we'd love to have you come join our little budding discord community, uh, cause that's where we can hang out offline. And then also we talk about past podcast cast episodes and we love to hear your ideas. Um, so this episode, I thought we could catch up a lot on some of the backlog we have from viewer submitted ideas. Um, a few controversial topics actually, Ooh, uh, yes. which I thought we could start off with. There's two that I think could be really controversial uh, and might be fun to get each of our takes on because I I don't think we've talked about this much together. So let me give you the two and then I'll let you pick which one you want to go at first. Okay. Okay. So both of these were submitted by Discord user John. Um, First one being cancel culture and what our thoughts are on it. Second one being children being used for content creation and our thoughts on that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see how, yeah, both could definitely lead to some controversy here. <laughs> we might need to be a little careful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know I'd have to watch my words today and pre or else we might get canceled. Okay. Uh, that's fun <laughs> yeah i actually had a situation tonight okay we, we can we oh. can get into that um so cancel culture okay we'll start with cancel culture sounds good uh first and foremost i want to say that i absolutely love the song by harris heller called cancel culture um shout out to harris heller oh Great i don't song. think i've heard that one of my favorite songs um oh it's such a good song it's oh, such I'll a good to song go listen okay. anyways um cancel culture <laughs> i love how careful you're being <laughs> it's literally like well, uh there are okay 
I think there are good forms of cancel culture, but I think some take it a little too far and maybe are overly like sensitive. Like there are people who are overly sensitive to certain things and think it should be canceled and stuff like that. And um, I think what cancel culture has kind of led to is even more of like a like a divide between people because like obviously when you have cancel culture there are two obvious sides of like these people think it's fine and these people think it's completely wrong that it should be taken off the internet and never see the light of day again right and then there's probably some people in the middle as well who are like "Eh, maybe maybe not yeah yeah but i feel like it definitely creates that like hard line in the sand of okay you you can now pick a side for sure kind of thing and and like i don't this isn't a is this a new thing is cancel Um, culture new or has it never been like branded this way before or as strongly talked about yeah i don't think it's a it's a totally new thing but i think recently and maybe it has to do with social media actually i think a lot more people have a voice nowadays that may have not been heard or at least not listened to uh years ago um so i think there was canceling of certain individuals or brands over super controversial things um but i think with more and more people having representation and you know, wanted to be treated fairly. Um, there's more and more that may be kind of on that line that those type of people will think it's past and therefore n- want that individual or brand to be canceled. Um, mm. And I think definitely like the term cancel culture, I had not heard before a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it happens more often now uh, and obviously there's a term coined for it. So it's, it's just more prevalent and, and obvious, I think, while it's happening. Like there's sometimes, there's certain like creators where something will come up and it's like, oh, they're going to be canceled. Like you just mm-hmm. know, right? Yeah. So, but I don't think that really existed that much before the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, I know, I know we, stay away from political speak on stream but i think we can get like semi-political when it comes to our podcast um i do think the political state of the world right now has definitely led to cancel culture because it i feel like in the first time ever maybe not ever in america but in like recent history it's once again been a clear divide on one specific person's actions uh between two groups and i think it i think it kind of led to what you were saying earlier that like people now have a voice and want to have a voice more now than ever before because they now like they have strong opinions that they're very open about and there's no more like holding anything back it feels like yeah which i think definitely has its pros and cons Um, yeah like i think everybody should be able to 
speak their voice and have it heard. Um, but I mean, there's also an issue of like a very vocal minority as well. Um, like, I I don't know this whole, this whole topic is like very difficult to talk about in only a few minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. like there's so many intricacies to it. Um, but I think you're right in terms of the political, just like how this world is going right now. Um, there were definitely people who would support one side or the other. I also think it's kind of a tragedy that really we only have two sides to pick from in America. Um, I mean, there's technically more, but no one's actually going to win in those other parties. Uh, but I think it used to be a little bit less, uh, like if you supported one side or the other, you could still get along okay as human beings and still even be friends or, you know, like that was not as much of a focal point. Whereas now I feel like that's taking up so much of an identity of most people uh, that if you're on opposite sides, it's very hard for you to deal with that person in all aspects of life, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, Like, Yes, who runs the country, and this could also broaden more to the world as well. Like I think this is happening in a lot of other places too. Um, there are like controversial leaders in a lot of other places as well. Uh, but it's just kind of what we know. I think a lot of people think way too much about politics right now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's super important. And I think also there's a little bit of it that I'm very privileged because I'm like a white male. So whatever happens, I'll probably be okay in my day-to-day life. Whereas Mm -hmm. other people, it will affect them a lot more directly. Um, But also like if you're the type of person who's watching hours of news a day for whatever side, that's just not good for you like your mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. You need to also have a life outside of this huge concept of country politics. Um, It will affect your day-to-day when it comes down to it eventually, but like what's happening in your neighborhood or your town is usually a lot more important than the huge broad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of outside of cancel culture though. Back to cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think it kind of is, is like a case-by-case basis thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's really dependent on what that person or, or company does to where I'm like, oh, that makes sense that, you know, people would boycott them because, yeah, that was really shitty what they did. Um, but I do think this cancel culture, which would be broad, like this whole over the past few years, basically taking people or companies down, um, it can really, I think the, the con to it, the bad side to it is that it really does stifle creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, especially when it comes to like the comedy side of things, 
yeah. where people's jobs are literally to like a stand-up comedian, they are supposed to push the edge on certain things. Um, sometimes they will definitely go too far. And again, that's kind of a case-by-case basis thing as well. Um, but when it comes to humor, I think sometimes it's it can be funny to say something controversial. And it's funny because it is controversial. Um, and doesn't necessarily warrant someone being canceled over it. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's a shame to me that we might not get certain content. And it's not only in humor. It's like even even certain documentaries, if they take too much of one side or something like that, um, it, I just don't like that some of that content we're going to be missing out on because people are too afraid to kind of put it out there into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the good side of it is that people are a lot more aware of what does affect others um, and do hear the voices of people who get offended and sometimes rightfully so from these things. Um, so I think that's good as well. Like it, it's good to be a well-rounded individual who understands and can empathize with other people, even if they're not like you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's very it's a very tough topic, John. <laughs> Thanks. <is. laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna touch on the whole state of politics as yeah. of like right now. Is like an example is I'm. Uh, you you know this is that i'm a very non-confrontational person like i don't like conflict whatsoever i'll stay out of fights i'll i'm like submissive i'll be like (laughs) yeah you're right as long as we don't fight like okay but like the whole state of uh like the two polar opposite sides of politics right now has like given me more of a voice even even if it's not talking about politics it's more of like i'm starting to turn more into like a stand my ground not confrontational but like just standing for what i believe in more because of what's happening around the world too because it's like i feel like there are so many people that are like their opinions are pushed aside or aren't heard or what so I think that's kind of definitely fed into like cancel culture of people aren't afraid of confrontation as much anymore. They're just, they're, they're ready to speak their words and what they believe and what they think is right and what they think is wrong. I think that's what it comes down to is people are, people are very familiar with their moral compasses right now, uh, more than any other time. I think. Yeah. Because there is just so much debate on what is morally right to do and what is morally wrong to do. Yeah. So, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all to be more in touch with your own moral compass. No, no, it's not. But it's when two people or groups' moral compasses don't align almost at all. Yeah. That's when it like because the then like <laughs> it's like between two parties, is there a right thing to do? 
if no one agrees on what is morally right, then like, is anything morally right? No, because the other side's always going to say, right. If well, you look at the different perspectives, they'll be different. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, there's no, there's well, no politically correct anymore because you're, you're conflicting two sides that don't believe on and don't, don't believe the same thing on anything. Yeah. So anything you do, is politically correct for one side and politically incorrect for the other side. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a lose, lose, win, win situation. I don't know what to call it, but, um, all right. So let me, let me get a little more personal here. Um, get it. And actually, so I'm definitely not going to use names. Uh, and I will tell you after this podcast who I'm talking about. Um, Cause you, you know, you know, the people in this thing I'm about to bring up and I don't think I've brought this up to you before. So I have two friends, right? These two friends are better friends with each other than I am with either one of them. Okay. This, this feels like a riddle. <laughs> it does, it's not like a riddle. John it's sitting next to Casey. It's just very hard. It's very hard to like say it without using names. Okay. I yeah, guess yeah. I guess I could use fake names. Um, I like the discreetness of it. Okay. Okay. All right. So two friends. They know each other better than I know either one of them. They were childhood friends who grew up together, um, and basically I became friends with each of them but kind of separately. Like sometimes we would have hang out with a gr- in a group of people, but really like I was friends with them individually. Okay? Uh, I was talking to one of these friends. I was texting with with him. Um, they're both they're both men. I'll I'll, I'll use the him pronoun. Uh, okay. that's not giving anything away really though, except I guess 50% of the world's population could not be these people. So <laughs> maybe you'll guess it now. Um so I was texting with one of them and, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, how's it going? We were talking about completely separate stuff, but I was just kind of checking in on him cause it's a weird time right now. And I was seeing how he's doing and he's like, eh, yeah, everything's good on my end. Um, you know, here's what's going on in my life. Oh, by the way, um, I am no longer talking to or associating myself with this other friend. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's a that's a big deal. Cause again, they were much better friends than I was with either one of them individually. Wait, they said they're no longer associating with people who associate with that person? Uh I or did guess I take that one step too I, far. Okay. Actually, yes, as well. Cause this was a whole okay. friend group that he distanced himself from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um and so I was like, you know, this was big drama news in my circle of friends, obviously. So I was like, well, you know, what the hell happened? Um, Like, I thought you guys were really good friends. He was like, well, uh," and this is kind of how it relates to what we've been talking about. Uh, He's like, well, he obviously has different political leanings than I do and I was like well yeah I know that like we've we've and I agree with this friend that I was talking to much more than the other friend Mm -hmm. um but I was like yeah that's that's clear and he's like well 
I don't know if it's because of who was, if if it was Trump that was, and I'll get even a little more into it. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, I don't care. I You said his name. Yeah, I'm going to, I can put my own <laughs> opinion out there if you don't like it, whatever. Um, he's like, I don't know if it's because Trump got elected or what, uh, but he's a lot more vocal about some of his leanings uh, mm-hmm. and they're pretty upsetting to me and also not something that I want to associate myself with at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I kind of understand that. Like I've always known this other friend was, you know, a conservative person who was kind of going to vote the Republican end. Um, and he was like, well, I was in a group chat with him and some of his friends as well. They were all kind of mutual friends. They're all leaning that way. Um, and they started referring to black people as N-words and as monkeys and kind of all these horrible things, right? And I would try to, uh, you know, send them some articles and things like that to try to get them to see more on that side of, you know, how you might empathize with someone who's not your same skin color and how you may not call them such derogatory terms. So they would they would then text this person and say, oh, X loves the blacks or loves the derogatory racial slur here. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously he didn't want to associate himself with that. He was also saying he had been around people and his phone would go off and there would be these words on his phone screen. And he was actually in some instances around black friends that he had. And Mm -hmm. obviously that is not a great word to see on your friend's phone screen. Uh, So basically he distanced himself. Uh, He, you know, told them he was going to leave the group message, uh, blocked them on social media, that kind of stuff. Um, so the reason he told, he told them that they were going to, that he was going to do this. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. That's wow. That's amazing. So when you were talking about people being more in tune with their moral compass and being more vocal about it, and Mm -hmm. I was saying in some ways, that's a good thing. Um, you know, I also am going to be distancing myself from this other friend knowing this news Mm-hmm. And you could take it as, oh, that's kind of a bad thing because you probably would have been friends had this not happened. But I also take it as, well, I really know what that person's like now. And mm-hmm. even if they weren't vocal about it before, I don't really want to be friends with a person who's like that underneath the surface, even if they're not vocal about it. Mm-hmm. totally so it, it's tough um it's tough mm-hmm. and yeah. and yeah i think a lot of that has to do with cancel culture and i i think again there there's definitely two sides to it it's not always appropriate for somebody to be canceled um because because at the same time human beings are flawed Human beings are not perfect. 
people will make mistakes. People can grow and learn like the streamer you were talking about earlier. Yep. Uh, um, so it's, it's kind of sad if somebody is canceled permanently, if it was really not, if they could grow from it and, and as long as it was not that bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a limit to the badness it can be. Yeah. To have a, a temporary cancel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely made it very clear who to block and who not to block on social media sites like Facebook and stuff like that and who to stop associating with because I feel like this was their true self that I just had never gotten to see right. in light before. So yeah. it is kind of nice in that way. It's kind of refreshing to get people's real takes on what they really believe in so that you can align yourself with the people who believe in the same views as you or, uh, but like, it's good to have, it's good to be rounded. It it is good. It is good. But there is a point where it's like, I don't want that in my life. Uh, that's just a bad influence. It's not, it, it, it passes the point of, we can have a good discussion about this. Yes. This is like a, no, you're, there's no way you're changing your mind. There's no way I'm changing. That's yeah. And and we can just leave it there. Um, that's happened a lot in my family as well. hmm. Uh, because I have portions of my family that lean one way and portions of my family that lead another. And for example, like my, my grandfather, uh, is like ultra conservative, like Republican, that kind of stuff. I used to really like having discussions with him about it. Um, and I felt like it was actually good for both of us because he would make points sometimes where I'd be like, oh, that's actually not something that I'd thought about before. And like it, it would sometimes bring me a different direction on things or at least would not have me so far one way. Mm -hmm. Um, But that has all changed in recent years. Um, Really, the discussions with him when they're political, um, there's just nothing constructive about it at this point. Mm -mm. It's just very one side or the other. It makes us both upset. Um, And it's like, I told him one day and I was like, look, I know we've done this like my whole life and it was sometimes great to have these discussions with you and and some of my most like treasured moments. Um, But at this point now, we're clearly never going to bring up points that the other thinks are valid and it's really kind of hurting our relationship. Um, And this is my family member. It's not a friend that I'm going to distance myself from. Like I I love my grandfather. Um, he also doesn't have that much time left. Unfortunately, I was like, let's just enjoy our time together and just not talk about that stuff. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about stuff we both enjoy and both agree on and, and both want to talk about in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, so there was one example I was thinking about of how much things have changed when it comes to cancel culture. Yeah. Because 
So Deirdre and I, we have this habit of restarting the office every time we finish it. So we're now on like our fifth watch through of the office. And that show. Oh, yeah. Would never exist in this decade. Never. Yeah. It has so many. I'm not even going to say borderline. Like it crosses the line. The, at a lot of points. The episode where they write their races on their forehead and yes. then they have to like, yeah, do Stereotype, these stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There, there's literally so many. There, there's at least two per episode that are like, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. But like, yeah, it didn't get any slack. Or I guess it got slack. I don't know how to say it, but it didn't get any backlash when it originally aired. Not that I can remember unless I'm forgetting stuff, but like it was was like, yeah, but people are okay with it now because they're just like, I've heard it was a product of its time. Like that's what I've heard about a lot of these things. Um, See, that's a tough one, right? (laughs) Cause it's like, that's kind of the comedy side that I was sort of bringing up before. Some of those episodes are just plain, hilarious Mm -hmm. and i think some of them even if the minority or whoever it was that was being made fun of was in that i think they did find humor in it um there's almost like a good-natured offensive and a a just offensive to be offensive thing um and then also at the same time i think what happened years ago was people did not have the same voice like mm-hmm. there and and the people who were in power and running these things didn't find it offensive so it just went on um and so i think like the office is one thing but like you can apply that to basically everything before the past 5 to 10 years like disney mm-hmm. disney used to be awful like in mm-hmm. terms of like racial things that they brought up or like against women or like, so it is interesting. And I, I think there is a portion of it that's good that they don't do that type of stuff anymore. Um, so again, it's like this, it's, it's hard. There's pros and cons to cancel cultures on everything, mm-hmm. but you're but so I think right. Ultimately- uh, yeah, but I do think ultimately it comes down to like a case by case scenario of yeah. like and personal opinion, too, because behind every cancel that happens, there's still going to be two sides. Yeah, they're going to be a side that's like, that's too harsh. And there's going to be another side that that was, that was like, that is rightfully so. Yeah. So, yeah, there's never going to be another event in history every single person agrees on (laughs) that like oh my gosh that was the best thing that ever happened i i really don't think so i'm trying to think if we conquer climate change oh but wait wait climate change wasn't real oh oh you're right you're right i was like that could be seen as a common Good, but I was like, there. Never mind. There's a whole segment of the population that doesn't even believe in climate change, and so and then there'd right. be people that are you're like, right. no, no, no. I liked the Earth warmer. Let's <laughs> let's get that back. I'm like, <laughs> hello. 
So uh, You're right. there's there's never going to be anything ever that. Well, has there ever been anything that was really seen as completely good? Or was it just I mean, that no. the the majority of the voices that were talking about it that you could see in the mainstream thought it was good? I don't know. I feel like we aren't we aren't a good. No, we're, we're both the, about we're, we're both the same exact like <laughs> least like like every the most possible privilege sex like uh uh sexual orientation race everything so we should mm-hmm. not we have no we are not the voices that should be speaking on this um but no. i think at least we acknowledge that oh yeah yeah you know so yeah yeah but i i also think since our age is like on the lower side we've had multiple ways of getting our information for long enough that we've gotten to form our own opinions. Yeah. Whereas like our grandparents, they weren't as over flooded with information. Right. Fed by other people. So like they weren't swayed as much as we're like, I feel like we're all just part of like a, a, a game of like, the media is trying to pull people certain ways on certain topics. And yeah. I think our, our grandparents were lucky to like, they almost had more of more control over the like information that they actually got a hold of. So, well, we don't really live in a time where we can really have, but I so think in some control. ways that flood of information, whether it be, because we wanted it or not. I don't like in some ways I think that has made us more empathetic to others because we've been able to hear those other voices and see those other viewpoints. Um like I, I don't know, again to set it more personal, I guess, because that's that's just like the easiest way for me to like exemplify some of these things. Um for example, uh, my art, we were talking about our grandparents. So my grandparents' generation, and at least my grandparents in particular, again, lean very conservatively. Mm-hmm. Um, for a topic, let's say gay rights, right? I think many years ago, they were not in favor of gay marriage. They were probably pretty afraid of the gays taking over culture, like not in, in my opinion, a horrible way to think, but they Mm. were kind of a product of their time again. Um, And they did not see the viewpoints of someone who was gay and it did not affect their lives personally. So they had those views. Then, uh, they had my mom. My mom got married to my dad. And then my parents got divorced when I was two years old because my dad came out as gay. At first, my grand and this was again my grandparents on my mom's side. At first, they they obviously were very upset because their daughter was kind of the byproduct of that, who who is now a single mother 
and that's hard just in itself. Um, but then they were also upset because like that was seen as a kind of strange thing and pe people didn't know as much about it. But to my grandparents' credit, because that affected their lives personally and they knew my dad and knew he was a good person and, and then could start empathizing with him, uh, they, even though they were conservative on like every single line down the board, they were for gay marriage and gay rights. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's a good thing because they got the viewpoint. And so if we get flooded with more and more viewpoints, maybe we're more accepting of other people as well. Mm. And like, I just have tried so hard to relate that to them specifically. Cause I'm like, all right, on these, so like economics is one thing, like all these different policies are one thing, but on the social things, can you not see that like, there's people that are different than you and they deserve every shot the same as we do. Like, can't you, like, you know things change when you personally knew someone who was gay. Can't you just, like, imagine if you knew folks who grew up in, in a very hard household that were black or folks who were not well off or, you know, folks of whatever. Like, can't you just extend that? And it's like, nope. <laughs> Nope. But, but I, I think that shows the power of like getting information from other people who are not like us at all. Mm -hmm. Totally. So before we wrap up this topic, because I know that we have, we have another one. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, tonight I streamed right before this. Yes. So someone, uh, random came in. This does relate to cancel culture, right? This was you almost getting canceled, right? Uh, or jury's yeah, it's out still, still in it's still in question. Yeah. Um, I fell victim to someone coming in, and they followed instantly. So I was like, "Cool, I'm excited. Cool, I'm sure. gonna read the first thing they say. I'm gonna be interactive." Oh no! Oh. they sent a message. In Twitch's defense, it was flagged. I hit allow because all I saw was that it said it's it it was saying that oh uh one of your friends apparently and then said the name and then was like oh sent me to your stream and I didn't like read the name because that's how that's why I do in books anyways I just skim over names mm. and call them like SC for like Santa Claus or something. Might not do uh, that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do <laughs> that anymore. Shot. I'm going to read every single name. Yeah. And so it said, it said your friend Nick and another last name. Uh, it's it's a type of fish, like uh, has a long mouth. It's like a gar. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So those two together, and I said them relatively fast kind of like uh mike hawk one of one of those kind of string them together things mm. and instantly the whole chat was like no 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 stop no no and honestly my my ignorance and like my innocence it didn't click 
until the rest of the people were saying something about it. Yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a traumatic. Yeah. So obviously that's a traumatic event for you, but I guess, again, I'm a, I'm a white male. So my opinion is, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter, but, uh, I think a lot of this stuff is about your intention and, um, like getting tricked into saying something when you're not actually meaning to say it is very different than purposely saying the term for sure yes yeah but it still is uh nothing i ever wanted to come out of my to sound even remotely like what they intended for me to say yeah so it was just like the fact that i was even relatively close to saying something that could insult someone or like like just uh, i yeah I don't know. It was just nothing I ever wanted to be even close to. Right. How do you saying, f- how do you thinking. feel about um, singing song lyrics? Wow. Okay. I was talking about this actually the other day. Um, <laughs> I personally don't sing them. Uh-huh. So like I will literally do the radio just like a pause like yeah yeah like as though it's bleeped out like but i i don't think as long as it's not like hard then like i think it's okay if you're like in the moment of the song and you just like yeah that's kind of a an intention thing as well right you're not using it for that term yeah and it's like neither is the artist and like, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I will. God, I hope I don't get canceled. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that when I was younger, uh, I did say it when, when I was singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one is that I was kind of immature and just unaware of the effect that word can have. Um, and two, like, yeah, I, I think I've just learned learned now and like now I feel differently about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's there's also been some artists who are black that would will say, like, if you're singing my song. Like, I'm OK with you singing it as I wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know. It's not OK to say that word normally. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know why it's different in a song. Um, so now I personally don't do it. Uh, but I, I did do it in the past. Uh, and I don't necessarily, you know, instantly think someone should be canceled or, or, you know, think poorly upon that person if they use that term, even if they're not a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, it doesn't offend me personally. So it's hard. You know, my opinion is not the same as someone who that would actually be used against. So, yeah. So the whole thing with me and like you saying the artist saying, I'm okay if you do it 
Yeah. Because I give you permission basically. And it's like, I side on the, on the side that says like, if it has the chance of impacting one person poorly, cause it's, there are other people of color that wouldn't be okay with it. Right. Even if the artist said it was, so it's like, I'm going to side with, I'm going to do whatever I can to be as respectful as possible to everyone. I don't care what the artist says. It's about everyone else. Yeah. That it could impact because I know that there's going to be the whole other side. That's like, we'll just say it. Like we said it in the, 20s and the 30s like it's just a word yeah that's not the same you can say it yeah i know and it's like okay i'm gonna hurt your feelings but i'm gonna do it very happily i'm i'm good not saying it because you want me to say it yeah you know so yeah yeah, i i side on i don't care who tells me if it's okay or not it's like i'm gonna be respectful to anybody that it could impact yeah i i think in general it's good to be respectful and like certainly when it comes to things like that i'm 100 percent on your side um but also just because someone's offended by something i don't think that always necessarily means it's wrong in this case i do think it's wrong (laughs) Like use okay. use of the N word, I think is wrong in all all cases, basically, except except if you're a person of color who, you know, that's their word. Basically, they can use it how they see fit, I guess. Um, but just just because I offend you by saying an opinion or something like that, when it's outside of like anything derogatory or something like that, I yeah. don't necessarily because I offended you with something I said besides a derogatory term. Um, I don't think that necessarily makes it wrong inherently. Like I don't always need to apologize for offending. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, because you can't make everyone happy in every situation you're ever right. kind of like what we were saying before. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. But I, I lean towards trying to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think like anybody that knows us would would agree that like we try as much as we can to be inclusive of all different kinds of people and be nice to them. And and our general like uh, just mannerisms are optimistic and friendly and wanting to have a good time versus be Mm. negative. Um, But yeah, like not everything is deserving of being canceled or like saying, you know, needing to apologize or that kind of stuff. For sure. Totally agree. So, all right. Should we move from uh, one controversial topic to the next one? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I have a lot less to say about this one probably. Okay. Um, But so just as a reminder, can can you repeat it? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Just as a reminder how we feel about children used in content creation. So I want to make a clarification first before we get into it. Is this um, more of a question of how do we feel about uh, like 
an individual using a child as um entertainment or are we talking about the companies themselves allowing the children to be part of the entertainment um i i think i guess you could talk about either side my thought was more on uh the parents allowing this to happen or doing it them themselves i was thinking more i guess you could talk about like child actors or things like that i was my brain instantly went to like family vlogs and and those types of things oh okay okay um but maybe i i don't know i mean the the again the john asked the question it was not really more specific that than that in discord so we could take it however we'd like to take it okay um i just knowing us, I feel like the internet content stuff would be more the content creation, I, I believe, when he's bringing it up. I wouldn't think it'd be like child actors in a movie type of thing. Well, but I was... I could be wrong. So my mind kind of jumped to like, is it okay for TikTok to be basically advertising their website with younger people in their ads that are like Ooh. 13 14 doing their like dances and whatnot i, I, I think like, let's like just let's that... just get into it let's just start talking about it okay we okay. can go whatever okay. direction we want to go okay um yeah so that's where my brain jumped to first was like is it okay for larger platforms like tiktok youtube instagram to like um support content creation by younger people like children like like 13 is still a child to me even though a 13 year old well, by can, definition i think they are, are a child it, yes even though the 13 year olds might not think so because they're right i don't know they think they're adults but I don't really know where I was going with that. Um, okay, so this just opened up a whole other can of worms okay. to me than what I was okay. thinking. But okay. let's go with this, and then we can talk about more of what I was thinking. Um, so I've used TikTok a lot more than you. And God, John's going to give me such a hard time because he's going to be like, Ryan's talking about TikTok again, but you brought it up. Uh, so... <laughs> So there's like the there's one side of this where it's like children wanting to do this themselves mm -hmm. and put out this content. Um, and then there's a whole other side of parents encouraging this or using their children. And I think let's first talk about children wanting to do this themselves and putting out the content themselves and then we can kind of move on um mm -hmm. the very very disturbing side of it i think is when these children are basically performing uh semi 
sexual you know, obviously they're they're clothed. Yeah, provo- like, that's what I was. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. find that word. Basically, um, uh-huh. I think that is particularly disturbing. Um, one because they don't really know what they're doing at this point. Um, they think that they're okay with it, and they like the attention from it. Um, they want to be famous, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also like this very dark behind the scenes of that, of who, who is viewing them and the internet can get sick. Um, like there are, and we, we know this cause they have been found out before there are like whole communities of just pedophiles trying to share this type of content with each other and Mm -hmm. looking for this content and that kind of stuff. So it's very concerning to me that it's, it's now going to a level of like these children are putting this out freely. Like they're like wanting this content to be out there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I think the sexual nature of it, we could probably agree on is just not good at their age. Right, so maybe mm-hmm. we could oh, yeah, yeah. we could talk more about more. I don't know if normal is the right word, but more like PG rated content versus the provocative stuff. Okay. So how do you feel about like that type of content? So I I kind of um in my mind when you talk about that content i well you said family vlogging before something that like i think of like ronan atwood Uh do you know him uh Um, yeah 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 he him and his family they've been vlogging for like five six seven years now or something just like everyone knows everything about his family basically Mm -hmm. but i think are are you honing more in on parents filming their kids as the content creation or are you talking about just like family families filming too much of their lives type of thing yeah well let's so let's let's talk about again the the kids side first i feel like i have more questions than answers in this category (laughs) let's talk about the kids side first the kids posting it themselves on tiktok non non provocative stuff yeah oh oh yeah yeah okay um I mean, if it's non-provocative, then it's just kids posting. Like, I posted on Instagram as a kid, like, Mm. but I know the world is a very different place now, too, than when I was a kid. Um, Yeah. Probably a lot more scary. But um, I would probably limit my own children's social media until, like, a good age, like like probably more than most other parents would of of our generation i think yeah because i I don't think it's safe anymore nor was it safe when we were kids either but it seems a lot less safe i don't know i don't know yeah i think so first off neither of us actually have kids so yes 
our views may change once we do. Um, yes. Besides our cute dogs, um, which we'll use and abuse for any kind of social media popularity. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, you know, they are their own people, even though they're not fully grown. So they're going to have their own wants and desires. I think the thing that is very hard for them to understand um, is that even though the the fame and like popularity and getting more likes and getting more follows seems very appealing, it can also have a very negative side too, especially like when you're still developing. Um, and I think maybe that will lead more to the kind of parents being involved in this. Um, I personally think, and there's levels to this, of course. Like I think the Roman Atwood family vlogging, I, I think is probably, and I don't know much about Roman Atwood, so I, I'm not the greatest in, in terms of like comparing things. But I think the family vlogging where it's about their lives in general, I personally would never do that. Uh, but I think that's a little different versus there are some quote unquote family vlogs that focus primarily on the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that can be very detrimental to a child's upbringing. Because um, I think for one, like they just have no privacy. Um, like some of these channels are daily vlogs that are literally showing the kid growing up completely. Like I know mm -hmm. when I was like a teenager or younger, like there were very awkward times and like I wasn't very comfortable with myself and like that being on display for millions of people um, would do a lot against my mental health, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. And... So I feel like children need just like a safe space to grow. Um, and so it's very weird to put them on display constantly. Uh, mm -hmm. Then on top of just people seeing it, they comment. And seeing comments about you uh, can be damaging to anyone, like even people our age or above. Uh, but I think can be especially damaging to people that I think what the younger you are, the less comfortable you are with yourself. And mm -hmm. so other people's opinions about you have a much greater effect. Um, and like, I, I just, just so much about like frequent, just showing your child growing up, I think is wrong. I, I think also like, what kind of relationship is that in terms of the parent-child relationship? Like, do you, do you feel like you're a part of this parent's show versus them actually being your parent? Like, mm -hmm. some of these parents will, will, like, scold their kids or give them punishments or stuff in front of the camera. Like, that is not appropriate to me. Like, the... Mm -hmm. the you should have a relationship with your kid outside of the public eye. Um, so I am very against those types of children, like the content creation around children. 
Um, mm-hmm. If it's a family vlog, like showing the child's face while you guys are at like an amusement park, I think that's more of like a gray area. I'm personally a big fan of how like Casey Neistat does it, where uh, it really doesn't show his daughters much at all. Like it's either like the back of their head or whatever. You can still get a sense of what they're doing together and their kind of interaction, but it's not focused on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he had shown his previous kid um, quite a bit, but it it was because his, his previous kid was older and he was able to consent to it and completely understand what it entailed and that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. I think when they're a certain age where they really just can't comprehend what's happening, it, it can be very, very bad. Yeah. So have you seen the social dilemma? No, I, I saw it advertised on Netflix, but I haven't actually watched it. No, this kind of bleeds into it where they're basically talking about the whole dilemma that social networking has had on. It's the youth as well as the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do talk a lot about the increase in suicide rates in children mm-hmm. who have posted on social media and have not gotten the feedback responses that they had hoped for. Gosh, that it actually yeah. lowered their like, um, what's it called? Self-esteem? Their esteem, self esteem. Yeah. yeah. Um, to the point of, um, thinking that life isn't worth living anymore. Oh. And it, it's so sad to think of. And it, it was like, they, they gave perfect examples that like, even I did as a kid, like if I posted a photo and it didn't get the amount of likes that I thought it would, I would like delete it so that it wasn't there anymore. So people couldn't see that it wasn't liked and like that hit home so much because like kids literally do that all the time now like that's what they were relating to of like not enough people responded to my snapchat so i'm gonna delete it and take another one yeah that it's like it's so sad it's so sad that you're you're literally giving your worth you're putting your worth into the hands of other people right and that's a great way to react and and stuff that was a great way to phrase it yeah thank you yeah. <laughs> listen uh, but, but don't take that into too much of your own worth like just oh no no yeah. no, no 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 i have, I have all my worth <laughs> it's really small yeah. but it's something <laughs> no. well i think so like this actually could be brought like some of the stuff we were talking about earlier social media is great in that we now see others opinions and views and can hear their voices social media is also horrible because we can now see others opinions views and voices um Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's tough when i i've read a decent amount of like stuff on like happiness and uh way like the way to live your life in terms of being content and okay with yourself type of thing and Mm -hmm. it's like every every research all the research that has been done around that it's like the exact opposite of what social media gives us Mm -hmm. um 
your relationships with people are so important, but the social media relationships you have are not true interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting 300 likes on a picture is not the same thing as having four really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting, like what it's teaching kids as they grow up, like they should not value more numbers on their post. They should value the amount of people around them that are really, truly close friends to them, even if that's a small number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like growing up in that, like we were, we did have forms of social media when we were growing up personally, um, but it was not as extreme as now. Um, and I just can't imagine like, I, I wonder how I would have developed if it was like, if I was growing up now. Um, Cause mm-hmm. it, it is, it is strange. I have a, I have a sister who's 14. Um, so she's kind of in the, thick of it all and it's been interesting seeing her develop and like become the person who she is um because she definitely cares about certain things on social media a lot more than i do um but she also does value like close friends that come over and they actually interact in person and things like that um Mm -hmm. but yeah I, i bet not every kid does um, and yeah, it's just, it's odd. Mm-hmm. It's a dilemma. It is a dilemma. The social dilemma. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the phrase that kind of came to my mind as you were explaining that was quality over quantity. Like it doesn't matter how many friends you have on Facebook. Right. It is literally like, do you have any quality friends that like you can actually reach out to and talk to when you're having like a tough day or something like that's what matters more in the year long term life than a number on a screen. Yeah. That other people can see. And it's interesting yeah. because sometimes the most like quote unquote famous or quote unquote popular people are like the loneliest Mm -hmm. um, because they don't have many other people that they can relate to experientially. Like, like in terms of their experiences and what they go through and those types of things. Um, And they can't really trust people as much because they don't know like if people are actually liking them for them or if they're just liking them for their clout type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's weird that the more popular you get on social media, the less interpersonal relationships you may actually have. And it might get harder for you on that basis. True. Yeah. You should hold off being famous (laughs) until you have a quality like friend group before, but like, honestly, it's kind of true. It, (laughs) It is. And even like people who, like are married before they get famous. Um, a lot of times that will stay right. Like that'll Mm -hmm. be a strong relationship that they always have because they actually connected as people and not just 
you know, being ultra popular. Whereas like a lot of the celebrities are, are people you see who like marry someone who's also kind of at their status or, or something like those usually don't last as, as long, um, mm -hmm. because they're dealing with so many other things. Um, so yeah, it, it's true. I mean, it, it would be hard to trust people and really know that they're there just for you as a person if you have all this other stuff along with you. Totally agree. I mean, it wouldn't be bad to be rich as hell. Um, <laughs> don't, get, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not like, oh, these people have the worst lives. Uh, but in terms of that aspect of life, it, it would be kind of hard at that point. But I think honestly, at the point that we are, like, we have we have really good friends. Yeah. Like, like we have friends who we know genuinely love us and will love us in any form that our life turns into or right anything like that. So it's like, it it would be it would be a different story if I were alone and rich and trying to like figure out who was there for me. Yeah, you know, for sure. So yeah, we can take our we can take our money now. Like we're right. we're good. We're in a good place to take our money. So yeah. whenever someone's willing to pay up, we're we're good. We'll be we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> join, join our OnlyFans. Uh, no. um, um, yeah, I mean, I on my end, like yes, we have really amazing friends, and like um, like obviously, like you and me, we're super close. Um, it's a little tough for me because I don't really have many good friends like the relationships you know of near me unfortunately mm -hmm. um and that like we were talking about social media like even our internet relationship and and texting and all that kind of stuff it works pretty well i mean we really do a lot of it so i think it it's it's even better than a lot of people um but it's not the same as like when we were in college and we were all together in pe in person. Um, yeah. So it, it just goes to show you that social media and technology and that, all that kind of stuff, it is great for keeping certain connection connections, but it's not the same as just sitting on a couch next to each other and just having a good time. True that. Yeah. True that. So, so talking about, quality over quantity yeah um somebody made a really good point in stream tonight that um they had said a hundred viewers or a hundred followers and you average 13 to 15 viewers like that's kind of insane and i was like i was thinking about that because like even even your case is like you have almost 70 followers and you average around like 10 viewers, nine, 10, uh, eight to 10. I think over the past 30 days, it's like eight. Yeah. Um, but like recently it's been more, I think. Yeah. So like I think about the communities that both of us are building it to bring all this back to like the gaming Twitch realm is like, I think our community is better than most other communities on Twitch when it comes to like the ratio of the amount of people that consistently show up. Yeah. To how many followers we have, because I personally, whenever I'm done, I try to raid someone 
who I think is relatively my same size, aka they have the same amount of viewers that I currently have at that moment. And like I'll raid them and they have like 2K followers. Oh, I've seen like that all the time. 10 viewers. Yeah. And I, I almost like, wonder like what would happen two years from now. But but yeah. I, I know. I'm kind of curious as to like, does that ratio stay? Like I don't know. Like or does it fade just like it did with these other people that I'm actually rating? Like what does the future look like in terms of like what can you expect as yeah the future? Can you just scale things up? Or is there like this normal trend of a Twitch streamer? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um I think like some of it has to do with like the way we like to communicate with people and like we mm -hmm. do take a genuine interest in the people chatting with us. Like, uh, like, you know, we also like hang out with them offline in our discords and, and things like that. Um, but I think like this, this could also be the, the other point where if you continue to grow, I think we've talked about this a little bit as well. Um, you would kind of lose that, right? Like it's, it becomes impossible to get to know like, if all 2000 of that person's followers were in their chat, there's no way they'd be able to interact on the same level as when mm -hmm. there's only 15 people in the chat. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where things go. I, I, and it's like, also, if we do gain more viewers, right, maybe we get to an average of 50, like, I will always, like, the people now will hold a special place in my heart, no matter how big I get type of thing. Because it was mm -hmm. like, they were interested in me before, like, I got more and more popular type of thing. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. But then, like, do you feel like you would feel guilty knowing that like you see their chat fly by and you're not able to read it because 30 other just came through that same second. Like, I think I would feel a little guilty. Um, at the same time, I would hope that they would not be offended. I mean, they might be a little bit sad, but I would also hope that they would be happy for me in terms of like they care about me and want me to grow and succeed in that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I would, I would still try my damnedest to interact with them in some sort of way. Um, but you know that that does just eventually become impossible, unfortunately. Like the, the people who have 10,000 average viewers, like there, there's just no way to have a relationship like you would not have any kind of personal life outside of these things at all if you mm -hmm. were constantly trying to message people and see how they're doing and, and uh, interact with them which is my favorite part of it right now mm -hmm. um, well it's like I was saying it's like the more famous you get the more hard it is to have like interpersonal relationships that really matter yeah yeah <sighs> I think if I ever reach 50 followers and get or 50 viewers mm -hmm. average, 
and it gets to that point, I'm just going to create an alt account. And then when that one reaches 50 viewers, <laughs> I'm just going to make an alt account. <laughs> but I'll only tell my the like the original 20. Yeah, I'm going to keep creating it. So they're the ones that <laughs> slowly follow. That'd well, be fun. I guess you could do like, I don't know, like specific streams where it's like, um, or somehow like maybe it's like a discord stream or something where it's like just to the core base. Um, or what if, oh my God, that'd be so cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If like a huge discord yeah. of a huge streamer, like what if you just picked five random people a week to do a five person discord call? Oh, you could definitely do and that. just like get to know them. Yeah, that cool. would be sick. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, I would do that. That's calling it dibs, dibs. <laughs> I can't do that same thing. <laughs> no, you can. You can. <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna pick three people so I can get to know them even better. No. <laughs> okay. Each person will have more time to talk. I just think that would be so cool, because like one you get to put a face to a name like like i miss that about twitch honestly like i i know your name like i <laughs> i know your twitch name that's like right and i i might know your real name but like i i want to get to like actually know the people behind the names too yeah some people may know. not want to do that as well Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just have a a bot in there or something that says uh, exclamation point uh, enroll and then they can enroll mm -hmm. in the discord. Yeah. Rando. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. That sounds that's fun. like that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Shoot. I might already start doing that. I'll just pick like one random person. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick you. And then oh, we can well, film a podcast. Uh, yeah, there we go. Wait, let's call it we the little start Kings. a podcast. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, up, man. Anyways, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I think with that, uh, we're at an hour and a half. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, we've done like three topics, but we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> Where did time go? I don't know, man. We we got into it. There is a lot. I, just those couple of topics that John brought up, like they had so many different avenues and I still feel like we barely got past surface level. Oh, yeah. um, which also like that makes me think, you know, going back a little bit to politics, um, these people have to have such a breadth of knowledge on every single topic imaginable. And if they don't, they call in experts who testify and they ask them questions and they can only talk for like eight hours about a certain subject at the most. And that's like for the most important thing they ever sign. It's impossible. Like mm -hmm. no one's going to have enough knowledge to vote on these policies. So like I understand why politics is so fucked. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we t we just did an hour and a half podcast 
basically 45 minutes probably on each topic <laughs> and like didn't even touch it as much as we probably should have. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our founding fathers just didn't expect us expect all this to get so complicated. Like, yeah, life, I, life was simpler back then for sure. Life was, you know? Yeah. Washington chopped down his cherry tree and that, that was about all that happened that day. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably he might've had his slaves do it, but that's a whole other uh, side of the conversation. True. True. Washington would be canceled nowadays. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, a lot of people, all the founding fathers, really all of them. Yes. Yes. The country wouldn't exist. The world would probably be canceled. <laughs> the world would be canceled. There's some <laughs> aliens that are watching these radio frequencies right now that are just like, those humans. <laughs> never never letting them become big. If they ever make it outside of their solar system, they're canceled. <laughs> Dude, so speaking of aliens. Oh. I mean, do you have 15 more minutes? I mean, I got, I got, I've got nothing but time. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of aliens. Yeah. Uh... SpaceX. Yeah. They just launched 60 more satellites into the orbit Hell yeah. the other day. And um, I don't know if you saw, but they announced that the Starlink network is going to be out in beta soon. Awesome. Which is like my dream. Which is like Wi-Fi across the world. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's technically free or like a sign-up service, like AT&T or I wouldn't whatnot. think it would be free. Well, so Elon's master plan behind all this is to get internet into like rural areas. Right. Maybe it'd be free for those people. Maybe. Yeah. I it's, it's, Elon's crazy. I don't know what he'll Yeah. He I he's definitely like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, this is like my my dream. Cuz this is like this is my image of like John's going to hate me for this stadia <laughs> this is like internet anywhere i want Murphy, high speed we, to play games anywhere i want we spent way too much time talking about stadia on one of our podcasts we cannot we're not talking filled about our it. quota for we're like not talking episodes. about it okay we're, we're not talking about it <laughs> we're talking about starlink okay stadia just happened to come up okay but yeah yeah i signed up i signed up for the beta I'm not going to guarantee get it, but I signed up for it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I wonder, do they say anything about speeds? There were initial speed runs coming out. And with their current setup, it was something like 50 megabits per second up and down or something. Would that go down as more people get onto it? Like, is the bandwidth limited? I don't know about that. But they said it would increase as more satellites went up. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But as of right now, they're like, I guess they're only focusing on like southern Canada and northern uh, United States right now in terms of like uh, North America. I guess, why is that so appealing to you? personally other than conceptually because like i totally get it for parts of the world that do not have a stable internet connection 
but like your cellular data must be that faster or even faster, right? I don't think it's 50. Really? Yeah. Like, I think I get like 15 downloads. Are you in 4G? Up or something? 5G. It's not 4G. 5G 4G. doesn't exist right now. 4G. It does. It does in Atlanta. Fight me. Oh, there's okay. an MKBHD. Right. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. There's certain there's certain <laughs> small areas that have true 5G, but AT&T's 5G is not 5G. They're faking it. Right. Yeah. So I just I I don't know. I'm just excited for it. It's it's a new it's a new way of living. It's a new <laughs> way of living. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. like it's going to be a new form of technology that I'm just excited for. I do like the intentions behind it too. Right. Like even in, if in terms I of bringing pay, it to other countries you're saying? Yeah, even if I pay and it's supporting a larger cause of you know, supporting the the more rural areas Oh, I of the I world. totally am with you on that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's kind of why, like, that was a big selling point of getting an electric car from Tesla, too, was that, like, I felt like their intentions were right behind why they were building electric cars, because no one had built a cool electric car that anybody wanted before. Right. Absolutely. So now know that they like they're making the largest impact to the carbon. Our carbon footprint, it's like. I'll support that shit. Definitely. I agree. Did you hear about the other space news that was pretty recent? No. About Mars? No. It was like maybe a little over a week ago. Mm -mm. So they found. Yeah. We were able to. So a couple years ago, there were scientists that thought they had discovered basically a large saltwater lake under Mars surface. It's no hmm. longer a lake, but it's like, you know, the presence of that water basically. Uh, now they're able to confirm that and they found three more lakes. Hmm. Um, and basically that whole system shows that there was probably the ability for some type of life on Mars to have existed. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be like life like you or me. Uh, yeah. But it'd be like, you know, maybe some type, type of organism that could have been on that surface, which would be really cool. That's the start. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's where we started. Yeah. Just a little organism. So, yeah. Have you ever That's seen, exciting. do you know the YouTube channel? Oh God, the pronunciation of it is so difficult. It's like Kurzagats, Kurzagats mm -mm. in a nutshell. Oh, no. it's a really, you should check out this YouTube channel. Everybody listening to this. It's a cool channel. They do um, different scientific videos basically about all different types of areas. Like the, I literally watched one today that was about milk. Um, and like if it's good or bad for us or in that type of thing. Um, 
but they're these beautifully animated videos that go in depth about a specific topic. And um, it's like the art style is really, really cool. I, and the narration is really good. Um, it's just amazing. I, I definitely recommend it. I actually ordered, they have a calendar that they make every year um, mm. and like a bunch of other different merch that they have. And that's like one of the better ways to support them. So I, I did that today because I just love them so much. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So they, I was watching a video. Um, you brought up like how we used to be like these, you know, one to multi-cell organism, organisms. And then we kind of grew and grew and grew. So this mm -hmm. was a video about um, basically other space civilizations um, and if they might exist and how we might be able to find them. And it basically classified, and I forget the name of the scale, but there's a scale of like types of civilizations. And we are between zero and one on a five point scale right now, we as humans. We basically have developed on our own planet can sort of change the shape and energy used on our planet, but we have not yet been able to use other planets' resources or go outside of our own planet besides like just stepping foot on the moon. Mm -hmm. um, so we can't use the energy anywhere else outside of our own planet. We can't use the sun's energy, nothing like that. Um, so then that's zero to one. One to two is, as you might expect, using the planets within your own solar system and using your own star. Then there's two to three, which is using the resources within your own galaxy. And then there's three to four, which is using a subset of galaxies. And then there's four to five, which is like using a large amount of galaxies, perhaps universe or universes which by the way did you know that there could be potentially multiple universes that's a whole other topic no yeah <laughs> so i thought that was really interesting because i was like well we're so advanced compared to you know like what we're talking about these like unicellular organisms um but really if you think about it if we're going to be explorers and and like our nature is to do that right like we conquer one area and then we want to move on to another area. And that's all been mm. within our own planet so far, but eventually it'll lead outwards. Um, mm -hmm. We're like nothing on that scale. And then they were also cool. saying there's probably nothing that's like at level three or above because they would have messed with us at this point probably. Huh. So that's either like could be seen as a good or a bad thing. Like, it's good in that, like, we're kind of in control of our own destinies um, and probably won't get instantly killed by some other organization just to use for energy. Um, but at the same time, that's kind of depressing because it's like, we got to do all this shit ourselves. There's probably not going to be somebody else that finds us at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So it was just, it was a really interesting video. And I definitely recommend that channel. They take like, sure. they take, I think they said a typical video is 1,200 hours worth of work. Jeez. Yeah. 
That's crazy. So, say a level four. Yeah. Stumbles upon us. Yeah. Decides not to use us as energy. Yeah. But instead shares their knowledge with us to be fours together. We can jump from a one to a four. Just like that. That's that's fairly possible. Again, oh. I don't think there would be any fours in existence because they probably would have already found us. But uh, the universe is big. Yeah, but the four, the level four is specifically like multiple galaxy, clusters of galaxies. Like it's like, oh. yeah, it's like almost. What if they're just one galaxy too far? Yeah, that's like, that's you know possible. when you're like, I could walk three blocks, but my friend's four blocks away, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, that's possible. Not walk. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's possible. I I don't know. It's also like so hard for us to comprehend what beings would be like that. Like, what are they even like at that point? Oh, sorry. So they also said it's very unlikely there's anything over three because whether intentional or unintentional, there would be some sort of signs like radio waves or some sort of thing that comes within our observable radius. Like, we're able to see pretty damn far Mm -hmm. not that far in terms of the grand scale of the universe but like if they were at that level they'd probably be producing something that we would be able to observe what if we don't have the equipment to observe it though yeah that's very possible i mean it's hard to know what we don't know bingo yeah (laughs) that would be pretty awesome like would that stuff be teachable though or would it just be so far past our mind's comprehension uh i think we're an adaptable uh we're adaptable for our classification of things like yeah we're a hell of a lot more adaptable than our dogs i think if if our bodies could physically handle the travel that they entail that like I think we're adaptable enough to the point that we could learn how their technology works. Maybe. Are we? Because like, (laughs) usually the way we, usually the way we like make these types of innovations and things like that, it's a big collective use of knowledge, right? Like it's, for example, SpaceX, just a, a simple thing is building a rocket. You have somebody who has a ton of knowledge about one specific piece of that rocket, Mm -hmm. right? And then they all kind of work together. Transfer of knowledge to one individual or groups of individuals would take, I think, a very long time when when it comes to something that complex. But I guess think about, think about the first couple rockets that SpaceX built. It was like the first one took six months. Yeah. The next one took four months. The next one took three months. It's like they transferred knowledge onto other people, I would guess, to like make the process finer, do the process faster. And then ultimately, like they haven't had a failed rocket in how long? Right. They're doing it pretty efficiently 
and quickly at this point. Right. So it's like, we can definitely get more efficient. I, I guess I'm just thinking since they are so far above and beyond any technologies that we've ever developed, I just think that initial knowledge transfer would be quite the feat. Like it, it would be very difficult for us to be able to understand the complexities of their technologies. It, it almost be like, you know how I've kind of brought this up before in a, a spore stream, like it'd be like trying to teach Pac-Man what it's like to exist in three dimensions, right? Pac-Man is a two dimensional being. It knows how to go up, down, left, right, collect the little pellets. But really, like, it would have no idea what the world would be like if it could expand above to the third dimension. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just feel like it, it'd be like us. We have no comprehension of a fourth dimension. It could exist, but we're not able to observe it or understand it with our minds because we're three-dimensional creatures. So I'm just wondering if the technologies and things developed by these civilizations that are way more advanced than us, I don't know if we'd be able to understand it. We might, but I'm just saying I'm not 100% confident that we'd have the ability as humans to do it. I have the confidence okay. that us as humans would be able to do it. I know I personally would not be able to do it. <laughs> I think, look, I, I think if they wrote down like a nice step-by-step -step <laughs> in This English, is even just getting past the language barrier, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Google Translate will be on it like so quick. <laughs> they might not even make sounds, right? Like all of our communication is oral and like auditory. Or written. What if they're just like telepathic? We have stuff for that. <laughs> like what if they, they come to us? They're not. There's some kind of humanoid form to make it easier. And they're just like. Like I think what are we, we going to do, do with that? <laughs> I think we can do it. I really do. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, AI is uh, good. Yeah. I think more than likely, if there's that type of civilization that comes upon us, they would not care about us at all. Do you think they'd be more scared of us? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Really? Are you kidding? What if they just... What if they assumed that we were a level four and they're a level three? Like they, would they don't know, know we're not. What? They don't know. How did they? How would they know? Because we're stuck on our one planet. Oh my! Uh, yeah, yeah. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I don't know. But what if we could outsmart them? We can't. If they're, if they're a multi-galaxy being, how can yeah. we possibly outsmart them? They might be street smart, but we're book smart. <laughs> it's the, I think it'd be the opposite. I, I don't know. They might be book smart and we would be street smart. 
their technology would would probably be able to vaporize us in a second if they're harvesting the power of stars how would we fight back against that our brains they also have <laughs> ways to think listen i'm all for team human i'd try Look. but i'm just saying i'm not optimistic about our chances i what if <laughs> wow this went really we should, past 15 we should, minutes we should definitely start a segment of our podcast <laughs> where we just talk about stuff that's so out of our realm of understanding <laughs> that it just becomes gibberish because i feel like that's what's happening right now like we both know nothing about this topics <laughs> we're just this is so much gibberish that an alien could understand because we're basically speaking their language um <laughs> i think what if what if uh -huh. the, this level four was just given their technology they learned how to use it but they didn't understand it they wouldn't i don't think they'd be a level four then why because it's more about the civilization itself being able to develop all those things and and expand upon it. I guess they'd be stuck at level four, but I, I think most levels fours would get there themselves and then be able to expand upon that even more. Hmm. I like, like the way I think about it is that like, what if, another level four on their way to five stumbled upon this lower level civilization and gave them a fish instead of teaching them how to fish. Yeah. That kind of thing. I got you. And then yeah. that is the one that found us. Yeah. They'd still have the technology that's above us though. Right. But we have big brains. We, we have more of a fighting chance than if they were a true level four, I guess. Yes, yes, yeah. valid. That's but, all I wanted to hear. But also, That's like, just think, like, level four or, or even, like, let's say level five, right? Yeah. Level five may be at the level that it can create a universe. We may be mm -hmm. the product of a level five's experiment, right? Then we're safe. It'd be like when we play a video game, right? Yeah. And we create a Sims world, okay? Uh-huh, yeah. We're the Sims right now. Mm -hmm. That level five can go delete that save file, and we'd just be... We, we would have no concept of what happened at all. And if they're the type that can create or destroy universes, like... You just have no idea what that's like. You're not even close to the perspective of that being. Where their little baby? <laughs> look, look, like you know how horrible people are to their Sims. I think we're more important to them than than Sims. <laughs> how do you know? I think I think we're maybe like you're, a third stepchild removed, but like I don't think we're at the Sims level. I think you're what you're giving. I think you're putting way too much weight on your own self-importance when it comes to the scale of these things. I'm important. 
You're, you're like I'm, I'm one in seven billion, baby. Yeah, that's not important at all. And then think about even larger scale than that. Think about the entire universe. You're just pissing me off. I'm important and I know it. My mom told me. You're so. important to me. So that's wish, good. Wish I could but say I'm it. just saying like in the overall universe, you're not important. None of us are. Uh, if we're an experiment, then we're important. Were there you, has to be were a all of your experiments that you've done important. Absolutely. I, I had some very unimportant experiments I've done. The peach, the Petri dish in high school. What was your best you the science experiment? It, it was the whole like effect of a cough. Thing effect of a cough? Dish. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. What did you like holding t- a what did you title this? And you coughed, huh? What did, what did you, did you have like a, a project display board? No, in, in, I just like had Petri dishes. Fair? Oh, so we used to have like science fairs, right? Oh, yeah. Did you ever do that? Uh, not science based. No, oh. I, I did like, I, I made a post, a board thing that stood up about Peru. That's about all. I've oh, okay. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's got the two flaps that fold in. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we used to have like science fairs and you would do, you know, your experiment and then you'd put up like pictures and graphs and stuff of what it was, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do yours on? Um, I remember there was, I remember two, I, I think, out of all of them. Uh, one was <clears throat> uh, which fruits contain the most vitamin C. And uh, I, my title was vitamin C as an S-E-E question mark. Like, you know, which one had the most vitamin C? You get it? I guess we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and then uh, another one was, do you know what planaria are? No. So planaria are these like little worms. They're like maybe five millimeters long. They're very mm-hmm. tiny, very, very small. Like mm-hmm. think of the size of like hair that's on your arm maybe even like half of that okay Mm -hmm. and my experiment was do magnetic fields affect the growth of of planaria (laughs) (laughs) wow riveting any big finds (laughs) no (laughs) you couldn't fucking measure them (laughs) i made it up (laughs) that's awesome but, oh, but I, they were cool because you could cut them in half and then they'd become two worms. Like two worms that were existed on their own. Wow. Yeah. They sound like a level four, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we're the level four to them. <laughs> they yeah. Oh true. Um actually now that now that you were talking more, I actually did have a science fair project. Oh yeah. What was it? It literally was <laughs> advanced autopilot. Like, like. Oh, are you serious? No, no, no. I'm dead ass. It was um, 
we we had to make a a scientific product that we could sell to consumers though and so it was um not necessarily to consumers but something that was like tangible that you could actually sell this this wasn't like an experiment of like i'm gonna experiment these pills on this thing it was like um it was basically what autopilot is today but there's these little sensors that you would drill a hole through the bumpers so that it could radar in front of you behind you to the side of you uh-huh. and it would adjust cruise control accordingly like it it was pretty basic but it like it wasn't a thing at that point was it like was this on a toy car what where did you Oh, I, I never did it physically. I just like I came up with. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, I whoa, 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 yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because I was like, but That's I sub- pretty advanced. Like, I submitted it to a like competition. Like that's what my high school required that we submit a science project to this. Like, you could win a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to see it through. Okay. They didn't even pick me. Oh, how dare I got a B on it because they didn't. Oh, pick no. Me. She only gives A's to people who get picked. <laughs> what was And your, I was uh, like, God damn you, Tesla. Did you ever have any kind of academic achievements when it came to like those types of competitions? Like like spelling bee, like <laughs> geography bee, like any of those types of things? No. 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 Oh. I had one spelling bee in fifth grade. I got out around one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to spell, man. Gotcha. I don't know geography. I don't know history. Mm. I know math. That's about it. But I never did any of Were the, you on like uh, the math team? No. Mm. I, sh- I should have been, honestly. Yeah. But just never was. The limit does not exist. God, I was a nerd, apparently. Were you? Well, you were a... I was a mathlete. I was a mathlete, yeah. I'm terrible at, like, complex math, but when it was just, like, arithmetic back in, like, sixth grade, mm-hmm. I, I was really good at that. Um, I won... So in fourth grade, we had spelling bees, and there were a few throughout the year. I won the first one within my own class, and then basically the people who won throughout the year every class met together. So it was the whole fourth grade. And there was maybe like 15 to 20 people. Cause it was all the winners throughout the week, like weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I won that entire fourth grade one, um, which was a, a, a big, a big accomplishment at the time. Um, That's and, good. and then there was a geography B that I was in. That was the whole school uh, that I got fourth place in. Uh, but not first place. You disgust me. Yeah. Um, one thing I did, I, okay. I did win something. It wasn't big. It wasn't extravagant, but I won multiple, uh, multiplication table around the world. Around oh, the nice. Nice. Yeah. Multiple, yeah. multiple, yeah. but yeah, that's my only claim to fame. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was also the, uh, first out every time we did uh spanish vocab cards <laughs> which is not good because i live in south florida like that could actually help me uh, yeah so yeah 
All right, I think uh, when we start talking about our middle school experiences, it's probably about time to wrap up the podcast. That is best. Yeah. How? What was your social media activity in middle school, by the way? Not I'm just existing. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace. Really? Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me. Wow, I got to deck out my page. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Party Like a Rockstar was my uh, Oh. Song totally dude totally dude nice <laughs> yeah it was sick and then i had the playboy bunny background it was dope oh man. you were one of those kids okay yeah, yeah. womanizer <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it doesn't line up really at all okay <laughs> uh yeah we should we should call this now yeah all right <laughs> before any more embarrassing stories come up yeah but. yeah all right. Well, if you're still here after two hours, thanks what so much doing? for uh, <laughs> yeah. Get, Wait, I mean, get I a mean, life for being here. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> thanks. No. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Um, enjoy your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.